Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! And we're off. The postseason for spring sports officially underway. What's up, everybody? Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Time to get to today. The NCAA West Regional Track and Field Championships underway in Sacramento, California. Uh, We got results. We got previews. We got coverage for you. State softball begins tomorrow morning. So we'll get you all broken down and previewed for that as well. State tennis underway as well. So all of it uh, coming down the pipe at the high school level, at the college level. And uh, the NHL playoffs continue to roll on as well. Plus, we have a familiar conversation that we've been rehashing over and over again because I just think it's so uh, important to know what's on the horizon. College football, college sports is certainly in a massive stage of transition. That's not going to stop. The dominoes are never going to stop falling. What does that mean for the Montana schools, both Montana and Montana State? UM Athletic Director Kent Haslam came on the show two weeks ago to break down sort of the current state of affairs at Montana and some thoughts on where he thinks the Grizz uh, will go next. And then today... Now, the other side of the Continental Divide, Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello will be our ESPN Roundtable guest, a very insightful and informative conversation uh, with the head of the Bobcat Athletic Department. So uh, hour number one, we'll go through some of the results already from the uh, Western Regional, as well as hear from Holly Sudel, 
who is one of the qualifiers for the West Regional. She will run tomorrow in the 400-meter hurdles. She's a junior at the University of Montana, an outstanding student-athlete, was the Grizzly Scholar Award winner this year, uh, along with Robbie Houck. So that's the top uh, female athlete in terms of academic achievement uh, at the uh, University of Montana. So she's an impressive young lady, uh, also in the mix for potentially a trip to the national meet, but she's already into the regional meet, so we'll hear from Holly. We'll also hear from Trevor Subith and Grace Hood, each of the Missoula Big Sky Eagles. This is the uh, this is one of the crazier offensive teams that I've ever seen. They have scored more than 30 runs in a game multiple times this year. They score double digits almost every time out. The West is wide open. This Big Sky team's good. They won 13 games in the regular season, but they're the five seed coming out of the West. And the the state tournament where 12 teams qualify, six from the East, six from the West, uh, seems pretty darn wide open. So we'll talk about the field. We'll talk about the matchups with both Trevor Subith and Grace Hood of the Big Sky Eagles. And we'll also give you some more uh, tournament matchups here throughout hour number one. And then in hour number two, ESPN Roundtable with Leon Costello and some Stanley Cup conversation with Mike Anderson, our go-to hockey guy who uh, is also the co-head coach of the Grizz hockey team. So he'll be in here about 5.30 to break all that down. A couple thoughts before we get to Holly Sudel of the uh, University of Montana track program. First of all, Missoula Paddleheads kicked off their season last night, and uh, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and then the Paddleheads took a lead, and then they blew that lead, and the Billings Mustangs win in late fashion so, um, tough start to the season, but the good news for the Paddleheads is they have uh, a variety of games left to play. So, um, we'll have Paddleheads action for you, and they'll be back on the horse tonight uh, in Billings once again. Uh, we'll have uh, pregame starting just before 7 and first pitch just a little after 7, Jeff Safford uh, on the call. In sports news out of Billings, got a new head coach. Uh, for Billings Skyview, girls basketball, uh, Randy Chase has been hired as the uh, new head coach. Uh, he won a state title at Billings West in 2011, was most recently an assistant with the Skyview Boys program. So uh, going to be a lot of coaching turnover there uh, in Billings in high school basketball, especially on the girls' side. I think all three of the AA coaches there in the girls' ranks in Billings uh, resigned at the end of last year, so a lot of overturn. But uh, Randy Chase will have the... Uh, the fine task of coaching Brianna Williams next year. Brianna Williams, the reigning Gatorade Player of the Year out of Billings Skyview, one of the top prospects this state has seen over the last decade plus. Uh, so it'll be interesting to watch how she uh, does under a new head coach. A couple other news briefs for you. A.J. Abbott, who's a quarterback out of Montana. He's from Texas, started his career at Oregon, most recently played for the Grizz. He'd been in the transfer portal. Now he's got a new home. He's headed to Texas A&M Commerce. No idea how he fits in their offense or on their roster, but he is from Texas, so a return home uh, at the very least for A.J. Abbott. Uh, so that's interesting. He's a He's got some arm talent. I didn't get to see much of him while he was at Montana. That's kind of the way it goes with some of the Grizz um, lower-string quarterbacks. Um, but, you know, there, there's your news of the day. And then the last uh, news brief is uh, Cola Badbear. Declared she was transferred to Montana State Billings, but she actually signed with MSUB today. So uh, that's interesting because MSUB, a Division II national tournament team a year ago, uh, it's in a good league for sure. 
in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. And uh, Bad Bear should be a great Division II player because she was a good Division One player. I mean, she's an all-big sky selection the last two years. And uh, should be fun to follow her that now back in her, not quite hometown, she's actually from Pryor right outside of Billings, but uh, prepped at Billings Senior and uh, close to home for Cola Bad Bear. So uh, cool news there for the Montana State, uh, now former Montana State Bobcat. It is Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You want to stream the show, you always can on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Or you can always use the ESPN MT app. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. You can call or text that number at any time. All guests will join us via the Rankins Brothers RV phone line. Remember that number, 888-1029, because... We got free wings at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill coming up for you uh, at 5.30 while we're talking NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. So remember that number, 406-888-1029. Wing it Wednesday like we do each Wednesday here on Nuanas Now. The Desperado best wings in the city of Missoula. And we're going to hook you up with a basket of 12 of them. So stay tuned for that, 406-888-1029. On the national uh, scope, Two things. Uh, first, the Boston Celtics uh, rolled last night. They looked great. Why can't they do that all the time? It's perplexing. Um, I thought the Heat gave good fight. The Heat came out the gates swinging. Uh, they had the Celtics down early, uh, but then the Celtics really caught uh, a rhythm, and they played really well, especially in the third quarter, and they closed it out. They win 116-99 in Miami. So now that conference finals extended. I think that there's two uh, main points of that. One, how much pride can the Celtics play for? Could they do the unthinkable and rally from down 3-0? I don't think that's realistic. But as long as it's still a possibility, it's still a possibility. Also, though, how much could the next game indicate the future of the Celtics? I thought certainly if the Celtics got swept, that Joe Mazzullo would get fired. Uh, I think last night, I don't think that win necessarily saves his job, but it extends the possibility of maybe saving his job. If they push it to six, I mean, is one game really the make-or-break thing here for Joe Mazzulla? I don't know. Can the Celtics, with this young core led by Jason Tatum and and Jalen Brown, can they endure a third coaching change in three years? I, I don't know. They already had Brad Stevens step away. Ime Odoka come in. Odoka lead him to the finals. Odoka getting hot water. He's out. Now all of a sudden, Missoula's in. Could they have another new coach? I don't really know. But I do think that however this series ends is going to have ramifications within the Celtics franchise. And just because this thing is headed back to Boston tomorrow night for Game 5, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, bet the house on the Celtics. The Celtics have actually not been good at home over the last several months, really. I think they've lost three out of their last five home games in the playoffs, but they had lost, there was something like three games below 500 since January in the playoffs. So, or excuse me, just just overall at the Garden in Boston. So, uh, a lot hanging in the balance, certainly, for the, uh, the Boston Celtics. And then the last talking point here is one on Brooks Kepka. And I'll, I'll ha- hash this out more. Uh, with some of our familiar guests. Maybe Justin Angle and I will talk about this next week. But Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka 
uh, is certainly one of the great golfers in the world right now in this current moment and certainly one of the better golfers in the world ever. I mean, five major championships now, uh, it puts you in rare air. It puts you in a, a distinct company for sure. The, the individual story of Kepka and sort of losing his mojo and losing his confidence, then flipping to the live tour and taking all the scrutiny that comes with that, and then bouncing back and almost winning the Masters but completely blowing it down the stretch to then getting back on the horse and winning the PGA Championship for the third time in his career to give him that five majors. Uh, impressive, for sure. He certainly deserves to be uh, in the conversation of, of some of the best golfers in the world. But th- there's still this ostracization of the live uh, tour. And most of the parts about the live that are controversial are, are controversial because that's politically charged. And people are wondering where the money comes from. And because the dollars that fund it are foreign, uh, you know, international Saudi Arabian money, what does that mean? What is sports washing? Why is it detrimental or potentially dangerous to America and just the world at large? There's a lot of, uh, there's a pretty deep, dark rabbit hole you could go down for doomsday scenarios, dystopian uh, realities. But I don't know how close we are to those realities. And I also actually don't really know how much any of that has to do with some of these live guys moving to the live. I think it's as simple as the live plays, it pays exorbitant amounts of money. It's guaranteed money. If you're on the PGA Tour, if you miss the cut, you're not making any cash. And you're paying your own way to every single one of these tournaments. Now, the who's who of golf, the guys that are, you know, uh, among the best golfers in the world, they are certainly, they have plenty of money to travel around and do this. They also get sponsor exemptions, even if they don't somehow qualify, but they're almost all qualified for all the big tournaments. Even if they don't make the cut, they probably did make money off their endorsements. So it's not like, oh, poor poor woes me. If you miss a cut, uh, you're going to just be broke and living on the street. That's not the case. But I do sort of understand you know, progressing in your career to the point where you want your talents to be appreciated and you want to work less and earn more. That's like what we all do. That's what it's like capitalism in a nutshell. You're trying to get to the point where you can retire and enjoy your life. Uh, So I I think the guys like Rick's Kepka, Dustin Johnson, these guys just want to have more freedom in their time, less stress, more guaranteed money. And the biggest controversy of moving to the live was, or I guess the biggest obstacle was, can you play in the major championships? Well, now all these live guys are getting invites and, and exemptions to most of the major championships. So if I could still watch Brooks Kepka four times a year, and then otherwise he's just playing on this other tour that I'm just not going to watch, but I'm not going to watch the PGA Tour really outside of the, the majors either, and I'm a big golf fan, so... What are we losing here? I'm not sure. I I guess I'm just playing devil's advocate sort of here because I've heard a lot of people say, man, this is going to be a a doomsday, uh, you know, beginning of the end for golf. And I actually don't know. I think that having diametrically opposed entities creates narratives that, uh, you know, reinforce heroes and villains. That makes sports more interesting. Like we always talk about like what happened to my love of baseball? Well, one of the biggest things that happened in baseball is there's not nearly the villains that there used to be in baseball. The good guy versus the bad guy. 
the, you know, light versus dark, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, and having that element, having heroes versus villains, having good guys versus bad guys, it, it's the easiest level of storytelling that can help you craft narratives, which then helps increase the interest in your sport. How many more people are watching the PGA Championship after, you know, the the Netflix documentary about all these guys and, you know, this controversy with the live and, oh, I'm rooting for him because he doesn't, you know, he stands for what I believe in and this guy doesn't. I'm rooting against him because of this, that, and the other thing. I think it's just objectively good from golf. What does it all mean on a global scale? That's just way too far above most of our pay grades to be able to diagnose and, or really to be able to do anything about. I guess that's where I'm at is that if the existence of the live tour and the existence of F1 and the existence of all of these things that uh, pundits would say are sports washing us, if all of that existence is going to lead to the absolute worst case scenario than the, in the, that is possible, if that's all the true, what the hell am I going to do about it? <laughs> what are we going to do about it? I don't know. So I'm just trying to reconcile myself with this. And uh, basically where I've landed on is that I really like watching Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson play golf. And so even if they're on this controversial sort of bad guy league, I don't know. I'm just going to watch them play golf. Uh, and I'm only going to probably watch them play golf six times a year. You know, I'm probably ever, only going to ever sit down and watch the the last round of the PGA Championship, the last round of the U.S. Open, the last round of the British Open, and I'll probably watch Saturday and Sunday at the Masters. So probably about five times will I ever watch these guys. And this is coming from a big golf fan. So I don't know. I, I think that, you know, not to be dystopian or 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 apathetic, because I do, th you know, I'm always preaching to all you guys. We got to be engaged. We got to be thinkers. We got to continue to push this thing forward. But there's certain stuff where, if the live tour exists for something more nefarious than just golf and Brooks Kepka plays on the live, okay, whatever. I don't know how I can do anything about that. And if, when he's on the majors, I'm going to be watching the majors anyways. And if I get to watch Brooks Kepka, that seems pretty fun to me. I, I have a lot of respect for him as an athlete. I think he's just really, really fun to watch. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The NCAA West Regionals underway at in Sacramento, California. Pretty cool that uh, Sac State gets to host this thing. Great display for the Big Sky Conference. A variety of Big Sky athletes are there competing. It, there's 13 men's events today. The Hammer started this morning. The Javelin's going on, and the rest of the events that are today start at 6.30 on the men's side. Tomorrow is all women. Then Friday is a smattering of men and women, and then Saturday is a lot of the finals, and then if there's any trickle over, maybe Sunday too. So the way this works is this is the top 48 qualifiers in every single track and field discipline from all across the Western United States. So there's a couple events like Javelin where we'll have a, uh, we'll have a couple different flights, and then you'll have a couple different qualifyings, and then you'll have a finals. There's others where you have maybe three different races you might have to run. Like Holly Sudel, who will join us here in just a minute, she'll run in a heat in the 400-meter hurdles tomorrow evening. And then if she runs a qualifying time, she'll advance to the semis. And if she runs a qualifying time there, then she'll advance to an eight-person final. And uh, then then there, uh, you have qualifiers, I believe, four and four. Or maybe it's eight and eight. Maybe if you do get to that finals, you are headed to nationals. 
I'll confirm that. But you might have as many as some of the some of the throws and stuff. You're going to be doing an initial uh, flight of throws, and then you'll have a, a eight five eight eight person qualifier, and then you'll have uh, a finals to determine then who's moving on to the NCAA uh, national track and field meet. The javelin is flush with Big Sky Conference competitors. Uh, of this field of 48, I believe nine of them are from the Big Sky. Evan Todd, who's the two-time reigning Big Sky champion, he joined us yesterday on the show, and he's actually the one that pointed out some of those statistics. So uh, the first two flights, and these are sort of tiered, the first flight's going to be the guys with the, the shortest throws, and the second flight is the middle group, and then the last flight is going to be the guys with the best qualifying throws. So it kind of builds. But right now, after two flights, here's at where we sit in terms of Montana and Montana State athletes. Cooper Hoffman is a junior at Montana State. He threw 202 feet, 9 inches. He's in 17th place right now. Matthew Hockett from the University of Montana, he threw 195.5, so 195 feet, 5 inches. He's in 19th place right now. And Pat Vialva, who's a freshman at Montana State, he threw 191 191 feet, one inch in his first ever regional meet. He's in 26th place. So uh, barring any sort of uh, unforeseen circumstances, uh, none of those young men will will advance. But Evan Todd is now, his flight is now underway. So we will probably have Evan Todd's results uh, before this thing is all said and done. Todd's top qualifying throw of about 225 feet is there. It's certainly uh, in the mix with... Uh, some of the top throws uh, in the region. Um, so he certainly could make a run at nationals, but either way, uh, he'll be competitive in this thing, and uh, it'll be fun to watch. On that note, uh, there was four Big Sky champions from the University of Montana track team. Aaron Wild won the high jump as a freshman. Jaden Green won the 110 hurdles, and he will run that tonight as well. Evan Todd, who joined us yesterday, won the javelin. And then Holly Sudel won the 400-meter hurdles. We caught up with the uh, star hurdler earlier this week. Well, it's time now for our Treasure State's Best, where we highlight some of the best track and field athletes from across the state of Montana. And it's a big weekend uh, coming up across the track and field world for a bunch of Montanans. Uh, The state track and field championships for high school is this upcoming weekend. And also there'll be races and competitions throughout the next uh, week or so at the NCAA West Regional Track and Field Championships down there in Sacramento, California. Uh, We're joined now by University of Montana hurdler holly Sudel. she is going to be running in the long hurdles down there in sacramento holly thanks so much how you doing i'm doing well how are you uh, very good first of all uh, d- just tell us about uh, being in sacramento i know as we do this interview here uh on a tuesday you just got down there you just had your first practice down there so uh how's the weather how's it going what would you think of just uh, sort of your first day there at uh, at the regional championships uh it's been pretty good you can already tell once you get to the track and uh, you see like the amount of athletes around you. It's going to be like nothing else you've seen before. And it's a lot different than uh, a 30 degree Missoula meet. I'll say that. <laughs> well, that's certainly true. And, and uh, I was going to ask you exactly about that. So, uh, I mean, you guys had, uh, I think three home meets this spring, 
all of them were terrible weather. <laughs> That's just kind of the yeah. way it goes, though, in Montana. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure super beautiful California weather. So uh, for, for you, what's that adjustment like? Is it one physically? Is there any different preparation you have to do? Yeah, when we're in Missoula, you definitely have to kind of switch between outside and inside in terms of where you're stretching and how long you're warming up. So it's definitely a different game plan when you get to 75 and sunny. Um, but it's helpful to have those more difficult days in training because then when you get to like, uh, like a track meet like this, it's just perfect conditions. And then you know, all those roadblocks that were in the way previously are just gone. And that provides opportunity for a lot of good things to happen. Our Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Paul's Pancake Parlor, an institution in Missoula. Uh, the breakfast is what they're world famous for, but they also have a great lunch and dinner menu as well. So go check them out there uh, in Tremper's Shopping Center. Holly Sudol, a uh, outstanding Big Sky champion now uh, in the long hurdles from the University of Montana, joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. Uh, let's talk about your Big Sky championship. Talk about burying the lead. I mean, that's an outstanding accomplishment, and I'm sure uh, certainly you're very proud of it. But just take us through. I mean, how were you able to, to track this thing down and win a gold medal this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, there were only three weekends I actually ran the hurdles um, because we were battling some injuries and my event's only outside. So uh, it was definitely hard, challenging physically and mentally. So when we got to those days I was competing, we kind of just honed in and my coach and I, Lindsay Hall, made a game plan on what to do. And the, uh, the game plan for conference was not run into the wind as much as possible and waste all that energy on the backstretch. And kind of just do the thing the last 200 meters, like really uh, get the steps down, get the pace down, and uh, get after it. The second half is usually the best part of my race, so I'm lucky in that sense. The wind was helping me, but we weren't really running for PRs last weekend. It was it was difficult conditions. But that also sort of turns it. You also obviously want to race against the clock, race against yourself. But when you know you're not going to set a PR, it seems to me then you could go just try to win the race. So I mean, is that something that helps you too? Just just making sure you're just the first one across the finish line. Yeah, and making sure that 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 second half of the race, I really hone in on what I've been trying to do all year with the 400 and the four hurdles, and staying strong when everyone else tends to kind of. You know, it's a hard race. You get tired at the end, but you just kind of have to then, like, dig really deep and figure out why you're running and why you're here, and that will get you across the finish line first. Well, what is that then? What, what is the thing that keeps you going? Because, I mean, you're right. There is a variety of different challenges that come with every single track and field uh, endeavor, but, but for my money... Uh, the 400 hurdles and the 400 are definitely in the top three of the hardest races you can run. So uh, what keeps you motivated while you're doing these? What makes you want to endure through that? I'd say definitely this year, um, my team has really been there. And before it was always like a team sport, but you didn't really necessarily feel that. And so it's really exciting this year. Everyone from different event groups is really close. And you can see that if you go to any of our track meets. Everyone's cheering everyone on, no matter if they're in their training group or not. So it's just really exciting to like end the race and like see everyone in the stands being really excited for me and like hugging all my teammates. Like I do it for them. I do it for my coaches. Of course I do it for myself, but it's more rewarding when like you have a group of 60, 70, 80 people cheering you on as well. 
Well, I love that. It's uh, such a great motivator to be sure. Holly Sudol joining us. She is from the uh, University of Montana track and field team. She's competing uh, in the 400-meter hurdles at the NCAA West Regional Championships coming up uh, a little bit later on this week. You have six teammates there with you in Sacramento, Holly, and I think that's a great element as well. Uh, Coach Fraley came on the show uh, last week to talk about the Big Sky Championships, and and he talked about just how much of an emphasis you guys have put on that, just sort of the team element, and you just mentioned it. Uh, But just having your teammates there, and uh, we heard from Evan Todd earlier this week as well. I mean, just having some uh, other Grizz there, I mean, how does that sort of uh, accentuate this experience? It's great. It definitely makes you feel like even though we don't have the whole team, obviously we have a group here and we're from different event groups again. So it's nice. We got pole vaulters, we got hurdlers, um, and we have throwers um, and high jumper actually. So it's, it's great just to have a group of diverse people, but because the team has been close all year, it feels just like a smaller version of our big family. So it's nice. We get to practice together. We get to enjoy this beautiful weather together and have dinners. It's well, I'm glad you have some friends along for the ride and uh, super fun for you guys to get to uh, experience all of this. Uh, take us through then uh, just your Wednesday. We're, as people listen to this, it is a Wednesday. We are recording this on a Tuesday. We got to tell you that now <laughs> based on uh, the FCC regulations and whatnot. But uh, Holly Sudo runs tonight at... Uh, 9.20 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's 8.20 local time where she's at there uh, in Sacramento. So um, just take us through your Wednesday. I mean, what's tomorrow going to be like? Uh, how you strategizing the day and how you strategizing the race? Um, it's definitely going to be interesting. I've never ran at a time where I should be, like, getting ready for bed. Totally. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, it'll... It'll definitely be challenging trying to figure out, but I'm trying to replicate that today, sort of what I'm going to be doing, maybe taking a nap, having a big breakfast, big lunch, and then maybe a smaller dinner. Um, Just kind of staying busy throughout the day, but trying not to, you know, track a lot of mileage and definitely trying to stay out of the hot sun. (laughs) But it's mostly going to be keeping my mind busy and kind of just cheering on my teammates while I wait to go. But I think it'll be cool. It'll be like a fun little twilight race well we will certainly be watching and uh everybody in montana is certainly going to be cheering you along but best of luck thanks so, uh, for taking some time and uh, enjoy yourself this week it's very cool for you and all your teammates and all the big sky athletes that are down there so congratulations on all you've accomplished so far and best of luck tomorrow night thanks for being here of course thank you go grizz holly Sudel here on nuana's now a uh western washington product Archbishop Murphy High School, powerhouse at the 2A level in a variety of different sports. So fun catching up with her uh, that night. Uh, that race, excuse me, the 400-meter hurdles is tomorrow at uh, 7.20 p.m. local time. More track coming up, but first got to talk some prep softball. Trevor Suith and Grace Hood of the Missoula Big Sky Eagles next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's truly amazing to reach the point of sort of the shared pop culture that songs become embedded in the fabric of America, right? Embedded in the fabric of Americana. There's some songs, particularly in the sporting world, like that song there by the late Tina Turner. I've heard that song every single year over the last nine or ten years because that's the song they play after the Women's Basketball Championship at the Big Sky Conference when the confetti's falling down and the champions are celebrating and laughing and crying. Tina Turner uh, on the speaker's I mean, other songs like that you, you could think of. Enter Sandman by Metallica, Welcome to the Jungle, Guns N' Roses, We Are the Champions by Queen, of course. But uh, to have that happen, it just has to be such an unbelievably good and iconic song. If you hadn't heard the news, uh, Tina Turner passed away today at the uh, age of 83. And uh, a, a true American story for sure uh, if you don't know, you should find out. It's, uh, you know, I mean, she was part of Ike and Tina, and then that went horribly wrong. Uh, but because she was able to escape a toxic relationship and remake her career many times over and, and be a, a star in music and film and just, just in, you know, in American society, um, she was an inspiration to many and uh, one of the great performers ever, one of the most unique voices ever. And uh, 83, a life well-lived, especially one that was filled with so much perseverance, but um, certainly worth noting, uh, Tina Turner, uh, dead at 83 today. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. Well, postseasons across prep sports in the state of Montana come to a head this upcoming weekend, the end of spring sports. We got state track going on all across the uh, the state. We got state tennis going on. We also have state softball going on. We're joined now. By a couple qualifiers for the Class AA tournament, the head coach of the Big Sky Eagles, Trevor Subith, as well as one of his star sluggers, Grace Hood. Thanks for being here, guys. Congratulations on going to state. How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. Doing well. Excited for this weekend. Uh, well, Coach, uh, let's talk about the season so far. Double uh, A has been interesting to follow. Seems like it's pretty wide open, and it was all year, especially in the West. Um, so, w- just take us through your season, though. A, a good year going it, coming into this twelve-team tournament with a five seed out of the West, uh, opening round matchup against Belgrade. We'll get there in a minute, but just take us through Big Sky season so far this year. Yeah, you know, coming into this year, we had pretty high expectations off of uh, you know a better 
better year than we had last year and um, returning every single starter from last year's team, which has been extremely important. And uh, offensively, you know, this year has been um, uh, extremely good for us. So, yeah, it's been a fun year. Um, you know, our, our offense has been good. And um, like you said, coming into the state tournament, I think it's wide open with no dominant pitcher like the state's had for a long time. So I think it's, you know, any one of, you know, six, seven, eight teams can win the state tournament, which is exciting. It always is a fun time of year. Grace, from your perspective, uh, Coach mentioned you have pretty much everybody back from a year ago. So uh, how have you guys grown as a group, and, and how much does that help you when you do have a bunch of familiarity just with your teammates? Um, I think it makes stepping out into the field, like, a lot easier. Like, you know, like, how everyone plays and, like, what to expect from them. So I think that it's just, I don't know, as, like, every year goes on, having the same girls, it gets easier and just better. Like, we turn into better teammates for each other and, yeah. Well, And you are going to be behind the dish for most, if not all, of this. So uh, from a catcher's perspective, how do you get yourself uh, geared up? Because could have some long days in front of you, but I'm sure you're very excited for this tournament action as well. Um, yeah, I've caught a lot of my travel ball in, like, um, terrible heat and stuff like that. But I think just, like, hanging out with um, my pitcher and just, like, talking and stretching and just getting ready, I think that just helps me, like, kind of focus for the game. Do you have any stuff. secrets? I wish I would have known you 20 years ago because I was a catcher myself, and uh, the heat would always get to me. I used to love it, though. It's, it's great being in the tournaments. But do you have any secrets to stay cool? Um. I try and just drink a lot of water, like probably like a bottle an inning, probably <laughs> like, and um, I make sure to eat food before every game. I don't know, just just the regular stuff, you know. Well, very good. Grace Hood joining us as well as uh, Trevor Subeth, both of them from the Missoula Big Sky Eagles. Eagles headed into the uh, Class AA state tournament, uh, which will be held in Helena. Uh, coming up here starting tomorrow. Uh, and, and, Coach, you mentioned the offensive firepower. Uh, you, you do a triple take when you look at some of your guys' scores. I mean, you guys have scored 30-plus multiple times in a game so far this year. So uh, what's that a product of? I mean, you, you obviously expected your offense to be good, but how have you guys been able to put up such great run totals throughout this season? Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. I've coached high school sports for, I think, 21 years, and I've had – really good baseball teams and obviously this is my third year in high school softball and it's the best offense that I've ever been around and it's 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 a sight to behold it's pretty incredible and it just dedication hard work really good coaching staff around us this year the girls are just they bought in and you know they the mentality pass the bat and get to the next girl and it's it's worked um you know I, I don't think you could ever come in expecting to hit whatever 430 as a team and on-base percentages, I mean, a couple of our girls, Grace and Brianna Hewitt, is almost over 700, which is just incredible. And everybody's bought in, you know, and, and hard work. I think, you know, our open gym sessions um, were really good in the, in, the, in the winter, and they've just carried over. And, you know, obviously, you know, when you look at um, – when you have experienced hitters, you know, and I think that's the thing. You know, everybody in our lineups either played two, three, or some of them have actually – you know, we have two seniors – this would be their fourth year facing high school pitching. So, you know, you're not throwing freshmen out there anymore like we used to for the last two years, um, and we only have three sophomores playing. So just the experience, and um, it's, 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 been, it's been fun to watch. You know, I, I'm a small ball type coach from, from day one, but when you're hitting, you know, a home run and inning type of thing, it's, it's, um, it's, it's been pretty fun. 
Well, the numbers are something to behold, uh, particularly Grace's numbers. So, uh, Grace, just tell us about your offensive pr- progression. I know you've been a uh, great contributor there on varsity for three years already, but uh, in- incredible numbers so far this year. This young lady's hitting 652 right now, 13 home runs and 36 RBI. This is in in uh, 86 plate appearances and 69 total at-bats, so a uh, pretty good ratio when it comes to driving in runs and getting extra base hits. Uh, what's been working for you? I mean, how have you been able to take your offensive uh, your offensive game to this level? I feel like feeling like I don't have to like do too much. Like I have a team behind me now. Like my freshman and sophomore year, I felt like I had to do a lot at the plate to like be able to like succeed in games and stuff. But I feel like now I can just like be relaxed up at the plate, not feel like like if I get out or whatever, like I'm gonna have like a team behind me to um, be able to like put runs like on the board and stuff. But um, I think that. It just takes a lot of stress off of me. So, so I can Very good. That. The uh, state tournament begins tomorrow, and actually uh, the Big Sky Eagles have one of the first games in the state tournament uh, at, at the AA level. The, the first two games of action there in Helena at Batch Fields if you're in the capital city. We are coming to you, by the way, on ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television around the state of Montana, and uh, the ESPN MT app. No matter how you're tuning in here, Appreciate you for being here, but a Class AA state tournament starts uh, in Helena tomorrow at 11 a.m. at Batch Fields, uh, and the first two games, Belgrade, the fourth seed out of the east, versus Missoula Big Sky, the fifth seed out of the west, and we also have Missoula Sentinel uh, taking on Bozeman uh, also at 11 a.m., and then we got a couple other first-round games there uh, at 1. Uh, Trevor Subith and Grace Hood from the Big Sky Eagles joining us. Coach, what do you think of the draw in Belgrade? You know, we played Belgrade. Uh, those are our first two games this year, and um, I like the draw. I really, I mean, obviously, you got to play well to get through Belgrade. Joey's a hell of a coach, and always is, has his girls pre- well prepared. I think I don't know how many state A titles he's won or they've won. And then last year, we actually had him in the first round of state as well, and took a lead into the sixth inning, and they 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 clipped us at the end there. Um, but yeah, I like the draw. I mean, if we play well, we'll get kind of that you know, that game against Glacier in round two, which, I mean, it's something that we've circled for, you know, three or four weeks, and um, it's kind of our, it's turned into our um, our rival of sorts. So, yeah, I like the draw. Obviously, you got to play well to get to, to get to Glacier, and Belgrade's going to be a, a tough challenge. Um, they're always well-prepared, like I said. So it, it's exciting. Um, it's one of the teams I like to play because you know what you're going to get from the other side. They do things the right way. Um, he's a heck of a coach, and... Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think we match up really well with them um, offensively. I think we match up well with anybody. You know, we're gonna have to throw strikes and um, play defense like I know we can, and I, I think we can come out on the right side. So, and Grace, how are you guys feeling just as players going into this thing? What do you think about ba- being back in the state tournament? Um, I think we're all pretty excited. I think, especially with how much progress we made over this last season, like we're pretty excited to see like how we can do playing at like playing in the state tournament and I think that we're all pretty confident in what we can do like with our at least our hitting right now is really phenomenal so I think we're pretty confident going into this game. Well, should be fun to monitor. We will keep you up to date here on Nuanas now. Uh, each and every score from across all the state tournaments over the next couple days. But Trevor Subith, Grace Hood of the Missoula Big Sky Eagles, they take on uh, Belgrade tomorrow morning uh, in the first round of the Class A, Class AA state tournament there uh, from Helena High. Guys, thanks so much for taking some time. Good luck at practice today. Travel safe on your way over there to the capital city, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. But best of luck this weekend. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you.
Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We'll keep on breaking down the brackets for all state softball next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Remember when movies weren't, uh, they weren't remakes, they weren't blockbusters, they weren't trying to get at anything else, they were just freaking awesome. I'm talking like late 70s to like late 1990s. Mad Max and the Thunderdome, I mean, bring it on, man. I don't even remember what it's about. It was just awesome. The costumes were hilarious. The action is sweet. Those are like the, the movies you watch as a kid on TV. They're like 15, 20 years old, and you don't even know it. You just think it's a sweet movie. Anyways, that song, We Don't Need Another Hero, Tina Turner. Tina Turner passed away today at the age of 83. So uh, today's playlist, at least the first part of it, certainly uh, dedicated to her. Uh, one of my mother's favorite uh, artists, and we'll listen to Tina Turner a bunch as a kid. 83, certainly a life well-lived, but uh, certainly a sad day. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Let's keep on rolling through some prep stuff. Here's the way that the first-round matchups of the Class AA tournament are going to play out tomorrow. It's taking uh, place in Helena. Fourth-seeded Belgrade, the fourth seed out of the East, takes on Missoula Big Sky at 11 a.m. Missoula Sentinel takes on Bozeman at 11 a.m. Helena Capital, the fourth seed out of the West, takes on East 5, Great Falls CMR at 1. And then Great Falls High, who's the third seed out of the East, they take on six-seeded Flathead at 1 as well. Top-seeded Glacier, number one team out of the West, they take on the winner of Belgrade Big Sky at 3 p.m. on Thursday. Billings Senior, the two-seed out of the East, they take on Sentinel and Bozeman winner at 3 p.m., Billings West, the first the first seed out of the East, they take on the Capital CMR winner, and then Helena High, the second seed out of the West, they take on the Great Falls High Flathead winner. Uh, in State A, the, uh, the the tournament will take place in Belgrade. First round matchups include Libby versus Lewistown, Laurel versus Corvallis, Hardin versus Hamilton, and Frenchtown versus Livingston. The top seeds that are awaiting with buys, Haver will play the winner of Libby and Lewistown. Polson will play the winner of Laurel and Corvallis. Columbia Falls will play the winner of Hardin and Hamilton. And Billings Central will play the winner of Frenchtown and uh, Park High. And then the small school tournament, the BC tournament, will take place. Sorry, my uh, spreadsheet's loading. And Anaconda at the Charlotte-Yemen Complex. First-round matchups. No buys in this one, by the way. Uh, so the uh, the first-round matchups for the BC tournament include Shepard versus Thompson Falls, the Mission R. Lee Charlo Co-op, which is certainly one of the, the top contenders here uh, in this one. They take on Conrad Shoto. Florence Carlton, who's the defending state champs, and I feel like you could say the defending state champs pretty much every year because Florence Carlton's won 12 BC titles. I think there's only been 23 of them. So Florence Carlton has a massive win share of the uh, the BC titles uh, for state softball. And then uh, Columbus Absorkey Park City Co-op will take on Manhattan. So all that going down uh, in Anaconda. Other state action uh, around uh, the uh, the state today 
or around the state this weekend, excuse me. Uh, state tennis is rolling, uh, and so is state track. Last year, AA and A were together for state track. This year, it's AA and B that are together. That will take place in Butte. And then AC will be together uh, for state track, and that will take place in Laurel. Update from the men's javelin. Sounds like uh, Evan Todd getting ready to throw. The third flight is underway. He is in the third flight. Uh, he is one of 15 competitors in that third flight, so certainly uh, meaning he's one of the top 15 contenders to advance to the finals. So uh, we'll let you know uh, when he um, takes the runway, as it were, the uh, two-time defending Big Sky Conference champion. It's always a, an interesting time when uh, the sporting calendar comes to an end. You know, I I love the ebbs and flows of, of what we do here as, as sports journalists, whether it's at ESPN Radio or SkylineSportsMT.com. We... Uh, we ramp up big time in August, and then we just pour our heart and soul and all of our energy and spend pretty much all of our free time having no free time and covering football. And then the basketball crossover comes in, and from about August, mid-August to about mid-January, it is an absolute whirlwind. Then you hit the flow of, of basketball, and it's a different sort of a whirlwind, but, but certainly really busy but really fun. And then when the Big Sky Tournament in March wraps up, then it's a month of travel because we're all over the place for state tournaments and NCAA tournaments and all that. And then in April, it starts to slow a little bit. And then this time of year, I always start to feel a little bit funny because I know that we're going to have about 10 weeks of reprieve coming up, which is great. Love the R&R. Love the less stressful schedule, all that stuff. But I always, you know, and this is just me, you know, motivating myself a lot too. I always wonder, well, what the heck are we going to talk about? And then I remember, you know, that's what... That's what we do, and, and that's what some of our great strengths are, is just finding people to have interesting conversations with. And that's where I feel blessed, is there's a heck of a lot of interesting people that we can have on this show that are of interest to you. So we have a whole bunch of fun stuff coming up, but this is sort of the, the crescendo of the, uh, the school sports season, as it were. All the spring championships will wrap up for high school sports this weekend. We'll certainly have a few athletes from the college track and field ranks uh, that move on. But but this week, essentially, uh, is the end of spring sports, meaning it's the end of the uh, basically the academic and athletic calendar for sports as well. So I always, uh, it, it, you know, it's a sigh of relief that it, it's over, but you also, you miss it. And, you know, I don't, it's, endings are hard, but I, I, you know, and it also is just so fun to follow along. There's so many talented young people uh, in this state, so... Um, this is certainly sort of the, the the next end, and then we get a little bit of reprieve, and then we're back into the next cycle. And uh, it's amazing how fast it goes and also how challenging it is, but we love doing it. We appreciate you for always following along uh, with us. That's our prep experts presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Of these 17 competitors at the NCAA West Regional for track and field, probably the, the – uh, the uh, the most the event of most interest of most exposure is the men's three thousand meter steeplechase and the quarterfinals for that race will take place at five forty on Friday. Duncan Hamilton, Rob McManus, 
and Levi Taylor, all of Montana State. They went one, two, three at the Big Sky Championships. They all have national championship aspirations, and they'll all run in those quarterfinals heats. So 540 Friday for that one. And if you want to check out any of this stuff, go check out the NCAA track and field website there, uh, NCAA.com, and then search around for the track and field taps. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you, ESPN Roundtable. Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello talking all things D1 sports. Next. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 